as they picked me up, like my body wasn't like ready to be picked up, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll post it one day on TikTok. Yes. Oh my god, that's please. Jokes. That's, 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 yeah, like as soon as they lift me up, I'm like. <laughs> Hello and welcome to In the Frame. I am so excited about today's episode because it is with the incredible Hannah Lowther, who is out here doing the most in Theatre Lab right now. She is booked and busy. So Hannah is currently in rehearsals to play the role of hashtag catfish in the brand new song cycle, No Limits, which is running at the Turbine Theatre. It's a new song cycle written by Sam Thomas. After she wraps up her run in No Limits, Hannah is off to play Karen in the UK premiere of the SpongeBob musical, which is touring the UK and coming into the South Bank Centre for a London run. Hannah has had such a crazy journey in the world of theatre. As a child, she was a West End star, appearing in shows such as The Sound of Music, Oliver and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. She then went away and trained and returned to the industry as an adult just before the pandemic hit. During COVID, like lots of people, she started working in Tesco as a COVID temp. And it was during this time she turned to social media and started creating really cool stagey TikTok videos, which ended up going totally viral and I would say changing the course of her career. As we came out of the pandemic, she went into the London production of Heathers as the dance captain and becoming the first person to play all three Heathers in the show. She did the workshop of Babies the Musical. She did Millennials also at the other palace and more recently, Kinky Boots in concert at the Theatre Royal Drury Lane. She just wrapped up a run in pantomime at the new Wimbledon Theatre where she was playing the title role in Snow White. It was such a pleasure to have Hannah in the podcast booth. Such an honest conversation. We spoke all about her journey, all about TikTok and dealing with the crazy online world and also the ins and outs of her theatre career from being a child through to being an adult. It was honest, it was real. Hannah was so funny and a total pleasure to speak to. And I really appreciate it because she wasn't 100% and she hadn't even started rehearsals for No Limits yet, but she totally smashed it. Here's the interview. Hannah Lauber. (laughs) You're in the frame. I'm in the frame, darling. (laughs) How exciting. I'm so happy to see you. Tell the people what you told me when you walked in here, that you have history with this building, right? Well, this building that we're recording the podcast in, I came, so just after the pandemic, when things started opening up again, I was like, right, I need some singing lessons. I was singing in like a little bit of a concert and I was like, I'm not singing in a while. So I came here with my lovely friend, Ross Harmon, (laughs) um, and he uh, sang through my song with me. And I remember just being like, I can't sing this, like I'm not... I'm never going to book a job. Like, I hadn't had any auditions. It was just tragic.com. Um, but now we're back in this building and a lot's changed since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of full circle. I feel like my career has lots of full circle moments. It's very bizarre. Okay, we're going to get into that. We'll get to it, but... Should I tell you my Hannah Lauder full circle moment? Oh my God, okay. So I... This is a really random story, but I was working with some young people, right? And one of them said one day, Andrew, I saw you on TikTok. And I said, what? (laughs) 
I didn't even I didn't even have TikTok. I was like, what do you mean you've seen me on TikTok? So like I gave them fish when they got out their phone, they showed me, and they got out your page. <laughs> you oh have no idea. Your face, you have no God. idea where this is going. And it was a TikTok that you had made, right? When you had gone to press night of waitress oh at New Wimbledon yeah. Theatre, okay? New Wimbledon Theatre, full circle. Oh my God, yeah. Um, full circle, because yeah, you just finished doing Panto there, right? Um, and in this video, you had done like a, a press night video of you at attending waitress and you were in the theatre yeah. I was there with my friend okay and someone in front of us was just like taking I thought it was like a selfie and we ended up almost like being in it and we like waved in the camera um, and then you were like I mean and your TikTok and you're kind of describing your evening and like and then we made some more friends and you're, you and your friend are waving and me and my friend are waving in the <laughs> row behind with the camera and I said your TikTok no. and I got recognised well my, someone like you was like Andrew your TikTok famous no way that's so funny <laughs> I know isn't that hilarious you were sat literally right behind us. I sat right behind you. And I, I think we like interacted and because you, you were like laughing because we were like, we were like, you're like photo bombing. Photo bombing you. There we go. That's the term. <laughs> Video bombing, TikTok, TikTok bombing. TikTok I don't bombing. Know. <laughs> and here we are. Oh my gosh. I honestly, that was one of the best things I saw. Mm-hmm. The waitress. Oh my I, God. I love that show, honestly. I like, love I was that an absolute show. mess. You give me dawn energy, you know? <gasps> She's my dream role. Is she? Yeah. yeah I or can, one of them. I, I don't really so know. I'll take, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> Talk to me about what the mindset is right now. Like, what gears your brain in? Where are you at? So, my brain is trying to get over the panto plague that I have. <laughs> but I'm hoping that I'll be gone because I start rehearsals next week for No Limits, um, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, it's a song cycle, which is going to be at the Turbine um, in Battersea. And I've, I've seen lots of things at the Turbine, but I've never been in anything there. So I'm really excited. Battersea is a good place to be right oh, now, right? Right. And like that shopping centre is going <laughs> to rinse me dry. Um, <laughs> but we're not going to talk about it. It'll be fine. But this is like, you know, you did Millennials last year. Mm-hmm. Now there's, you're like, you know, these cute little... Like intimate shows, song cycle yeah. vibes. It's like a nice little job to be doing, right? It's really nice. It's really nice. I love doing these um, little like intimate jobs, mm-hmm. and also it's so nice to be able to interact with people, like with millennials particularly. I, I don't know if you saw it, but we I were. Was, I was there. You were there. It. it was very immersive, um, and it was so nice to like see people's joy for joy for theatre mm-hmm. and I think like with the other palace in general like, even in Heather's like because the house is quite small like you can really see everyone's faces and it's does it yeah. not scare you though no no oh my gosh I'd be so scared I mean because I know the shows because I know those shows now so well that like, it's not scary mm. but like the thought of doing a new something different there I sang in a concert actually talking of Dawn from Waitress I sang in a concert at the other palace like the week after I left Heather's on a, on a Monday because you're always at the other palace because right? I'm just always there um, I should have shares in the other palace I think actually that's <laughs> a good idea I'll speak to Bill uh, no I won't so I sang in a concert there and I was singing Dawn's song from Waitress when he sees me and I forgot the words <laughs> I forgot the words and I was like, I stick with the real things. And I was so scared. So you say that, yeah. It's quite scary, like if you aren't prepared, like me. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know, like the vibe of the songs that you're doing in No Limits? In no Limits. Um, well, the show in general is about, it's because it's, it's a song cycle, you know, there's all different 
themes throughout the songs but in general like the show's about um people being at completely different stages of their life and like and, striving for better almost, and yeah right? striving for better or you know being happy with where they are just being like over it and just being like i'm just mm. gonna do what i want to do um and also like the comparison that and i say like for us in our 20s it's a big thing but i truly think like it literally happens your whole life like from a kid up until when you're older like comparison such a huge thing um so i think that's like the main kind of theme of it this i'm playing the role of catfish iconic i can't <laughs> wait for that to in the spotlight yeah catfish catfish in, in no, no limits. limits and also i think it's called hashtag catfish <laughs> or maybe that's just what they post on social media but the role says every time they write it is hashtag catfish. You know i think on the press release it was hashtag no catfish yeah <laughs> What's your role? Hashtag catfish. <laughs> um, so I'm singing a song called Catfish, um, which is really fun. Um, I, obviously, we haven't started rehearsals yet, so I only know of it what we did in the audition room. Um, but it was really nice working with Dean and Reese and everyone in there and, and like actually working through the songs and like getting to play around with them because so often in auditions like you go in, you sing your 16 bars and then you leave and you don't get to interact, you don't get to actually like discover piece mm-hmm. at all really just and are we talking like belting here well yes <laughs> i'm quite scared but i'm sure it'll be fine what do you mean you're scared no, uh, you're yeah. a beltress i'm a beltress um no yeah it'll be fine so catfish is like the f- really fun fu- well i don't know what vibe we're gonna go for with it i'm sure we'll find out in rehearsals but um <laughs> and the other one is called anymore um which is more of like a belty one um, so yeah, that'll be good. We sang it a few times in the audition room and I, after doing it like five times, I was like, <clears throat> okay, can we, <laughs> I'm going to have to work through this belting song, but I'm very excited. And, and you, you have a fierce company that you're doing it with. I know the cast are amazing. And look, uh, a few people I've worked with before as well. Um, production team are amazing too. My friend Mary, we trained together at LSMT um, and she's doing it. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be so fun. Mm-hmm. I can't excited. wait. I can't wait. I'm coming along. Yeah. I'm there impressed now. I love oh, going to the wait. turbine. It's I nice, love going to Battersea. They've the got z- a slushy machine. I they've mean. got a slushy machine. You know the Zara that you walk past on the station, it just looks so much more beautiful than other Zaras. It's I know. just like. And I've been in that Zara and they've got a really, they had a really good sale, New Year's sale. Yeah. Got a little sparkly bag, might take it to Pressnar. <laughs> What was Panto like? Panto was good fun. Were you having to belt in Panto 16 Uh, shows a week? What were you doing? Not really like that belty. There was a few like belty moments, but nothing too belty. It was kind of very princessy, swishy fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. And the the cast in there and the company and everyone were just amazing. And it was so nice working for Crossroads. Again, when I graduated from because I went to Conti's first and then went to LSMT. So when I graduated from Conti's, I had like a year of like emailing casting directors and I had an agent, but you know, like trying my best to just get where I could. And I'm, I remember messaging people I knew and being like, hi, do you have a contact at Crossroads? Like, I really want to do their panto. Like, and it's just, yeah, it was very, again, full circle moment. I always say it, but it was very like pinch me working for them because to me, like they were the best of the best panto company that I could think of, and mm. I and Wimbledon's like the flagship one. Um, yeah, you know? and like Wimbledon was the first theatre I got invited to a press night to. Do you know what I mean? This is f- the full circle. It seems a little bit weird, 
like maybe I need to get some crystals or something. Look at us. Okay, let's rewind because you're already like scattering like things. Sorry, my brain. That's my brain. No, no, no. That's what I want. But now we're like we need to delve. We need to delve. Okay. So originally, when you were growing up. Who was Hannah back then? Was she, like, stagey from day dot? I can see, like, in my mind, in my visions, I'm thinking, like, every school play. I'm thinking, like, extracurricular drama. Literally. I'm thinking there's maybe, like, an extensive CV of childhood roles that you're going to expose to me. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think, like, as a kid, I was always... I was I just did everything I could and like not even just like performing arts like every extra club I could go to I was like yeah I'll do that because, oh my gosh you would like to do everything like sports and... yeah I loved sports I mean I was the super sub on most teams but I was like the cheerleader from the sidelines and I just love being involved and also I'm quite I, I say I am I was I probably still am quite like not bossy but <laughs> like, as a kid you know that kid that's like no like my idea is better. Like that's that's what I was like as a kid. You knew and, like, what you were I can about. fully like get that now because I'm like, yeah, my ideas are better. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But like as a kid, I was definitely like that. And obviously, you know, I actually really enjoyed school, and I think I was in a good group of friends, and we all just like, we all just did what we wanted to do and didn't care about. I, I think it's very different today when social media is such a big thing for kids, and like, I get bullied by kids more now than I did at school on mm. TikTok. <laughs> So you're like grateful almost that yeah that wasn't that, that wasn't that's what I think as well my childhood yeah because we could leave school right and then we could literally just leave school yeah there was maybe like a bit of MSN Messenger well for me there was <laughs> Bebo. yeah and then Bebo you rated your top friends you did yeah. top ten friends oh in God. order I mean that was actually quite bad a bit savage but it wasn't as intrusive now I think you if you didn't get a hundred likes on your Instagram post you're embarrassed to go to school the next day right yeah. whereas that just I mean that level of being accepted online just was yeah. not a thing when I was growing up. Mm. It's it's kind of scary. I think like most of my troll comments on TikTok and stuff like are from kids and like people tagging their friends and being like, oh, this girl's so annoying. And I click on their profiles and they're like 13. And I just think, imagine, I don't know. I can't imagine it, but yeah. Are you good and, at dealing with that? Um, I, I'm better now. Like I've had to have therapy to like try and, you know, like, overcome it like there was definitely times where I was like I'm not okay but um I'm definitely better with it now I used to screenshot every single nasty comment I got <gasps> and just like keep them on my phone it was very like self-destructive in that in that sense um but I'm I'm definitely better with it now and like I just think the the nasty comments are more of a reflection of them than me because no matter what they say like I know <laughs> what I want to do and who what sort of person I am that I wouldn't do that so actually I just kind of think like oh that's sad for you that you have to be so hateful um but no it's not so bad now like it was when I was at Tesco it used to really get to me because they people would say like um oh get back to work oh why aren't you stacking the shelf why aren't you serving me my meal deal and I was like hold on serving me my meal deal I'm like hold on I don't live to serve you I work for Tesco yeah but like if you're not even a customer of the store I work in, like... What have you ever been served a meal deal? Literally, <laughs> serve me my meal deal. Like, this is why the, sh- um, the, the shelves are never stacked, because you're dancing like this. And I was like, Hunt, how many Tesco's are there in the world, in, in the UK? This is one Tesco. 
And I used to go in early before my shift even started to film my videos. So I was doing it on unpaid time. <laughs> so there we go. What was I even talking about? School. So and now we're at Tesco song? already. Do you see what I mean? My brain just doesn't so work. This is large. the tangent stage of podcast. You're in the right place. <laughs> okay, good. But what was on the childhood CV? What roles was right. childhood Hannah giving so us? So obviously we're given like Mary and the nativity. Right. Oh my gosh. Straight away. <laughs> straight out the cabin. I, I don't think anyone. I love this question, right? I don't think anyone's ever said Mary. In the, in the no, that was my first That's professional so role. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Not professional. Like we're giving like preschool, um, but I loved it. Like I loved it anyway. Um, <laughs> and then um, I did like some amateur shows. I was I did like dance school, like a lot of kids do. Mm-hmm. And I did an amateur show of Annie in at the Basingstoke Haymarket, and I played Molly. Oh, um, which is obviously like the youngest one. And yeah. I was like, I didn't really know at the time. Like, school plays are one thing, but, like, I didn't really know that I could do it. And I, d- I don't think, even then, I didn't think I was doing anything special or crazy. I was just mm-hmm. doing it. And then it was, like, you know, my mum and, like, the, the teachers and the leaders that were like, oh, she's quite good. And so, <laughs> she's quite good. So, my my mum messaged Joe Hawes, who's a casting director, children's casting director, um. Uh, who I've not actually like been in contact with for ages. I wonder if I should message her and be like, "Hi, thanks for casting me." Full circle. Full circle. Um, maybe she's listening. Hi, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so my mum messaged her. Um, she was on this like forum. Messaged Joe and asked if I could get an audition for The Sound of Music, which was on at the Palladium, literally right next door. Full circle. Stop it right now. And she said yes. Yeah. So I went to the audition and I didn't get it. <laughs> And my mum was like, okay, so we're going to just try this out this first time. Like, if you don't get it, like, don't want you to get upset. Like, let's just carry on. So I remember being like, no, I'm not upset. I'm really not upset, seriously. Like, because I really wanted to carry on, like, auditioning. Because I had so much fun doing it. So then I went up again for it the next year. And I got it. So I was Brigitte in The Sound of Music at oh the London Palladium. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that mad? <gasps> and I feel like Brigitte shaped me as a person. Do you know what she's like? Where she's like, uh... But when you sing anything, you're using three notes in one. Like, that's me. That's actually me. <laughs> like, an absolute, like, uh, excuse me, that's not right. <laughs> who, who was your lead? Was it still Connie uh, Well, it, uh, no, so it was the crossover when Summer Strallen joined. Wow. And they did that whole, like, she was on Hollyoaks and she got a role in the oh West End gosh, show. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that was so camp. Yeah. Yes. And so, like, we did a summer's, like, opening night, press night stuff. I was on the front cover of the stage. <laughs> with Angelo Webber. Have you ever had that full circle moment with Summer as an no, adult? No, I've never seen that will her happen. as an adult. I've never seen her as an adult, I don't think. That will no. happen, you'll have it to. It probably will. You'll have to. Um, Maybe I haven't, no, I don't think I have. But, um, so obviously there's the whole connection with like Bonnie Langford and BB, who's Bonnie's daughter. Yeah. Um, was the year below me at LSMT. Oh my and yeah, I'm really good friends with them and with with the same agent now. Wow. Oh so, my gosh. So did you have the best time doing Sound of Music? Had the best time. Um, do you know what I found super exciting was like in between shows on a Saturday, we'd all go out for like Wagamamas together. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, because at that age, I didn't go out for dinner with my friends. It was like a family thing. So like to sit out for dinner with like, my Von Trapp shows in the West <laughs> End, yeah, 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 at the Palladium. and the chaperones were just an absolute dream. Like they were so nice, and yeah, it was amazing. And then that led on 
they were just doing Oliver when I left. Um, they were just casting Oliver. They did the TV show, Any Dream Will Do. <laughs> no, not Any Dream Will Do. <laughs> That's Lee Mead. Sorry. <laughs> I'd do anything. <laughs> I'd do anything. <laughs> Full circle though, because do. yeah, you just went with Lee Mead in Panto. Oh That's hilarious. Goodness. Everyone knows everyone, don't they? That's so funny. I said that with such confidence. <laughs> wow. Um, I'd do anything. Um, so then I did Oliver at oh my God. Yeah, for like nine months I did Oliver. He was in it then? Was it Carrie Ellis? It, no, it was Jodie Pranger. Oh my gosh. And Rowan Atkinson. Wow. Yeah, and I met lo- and made loads of friends on that job. And that's where I met Rob Madge. And then I worked with Rob on Millennials. Oh, wow. And now really good friends with Rob. I know, it's crazy because Rob was the artful dodger right. um, in Oliver was like um, Mitchell Gingarja yeah. and Natalie Kasanga yep. in it because isn't that all crazy? of these people because they are they were both kids on that show now uh-huh. they're like the most beautiful couple ever uh-huh. theatre power couple isn't that mad yeah they, yeah Natalie was in my team wow we were the Tanners team <laughs> Idris Idris Carbo yeah oh my gosh. was in my team Lo- honestly loads of people Gosh, that, that is are now so performing. Crazy. Like Jack Malin from the Theatre Cafe was in my team. No, and you used to panto with and him. Now we're doing panto together. I just did a podcast with him. I didn't know that he was in Oliver as a kid. Isn't that crazy? I missed that off the CV. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, we did it together. So. And then what happens after that? Did you do more right. childhood working? And then, yes, I did the UK tour of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> As Jemima. As Jemima. Oh my gosh, um, Anna. I know, isn't that... I sometimes forget that happened. That was quite a moment. But it, I did a that... Show jump, you were show jumping as a child. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Well, basically, they, they'd, they'd cast Chitty and they had three teams of kids. But then real, and when the tour had already started and then realised they, they needed an extra few kids. They needed an extra Jemima and Jeremy to like make it sustainable for the kids, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they could have two on two on standby and then have a week off and then come back or whatever Um, so they kind of rather than me staying at Oliver for a bit longer they kind of just took me straight out of Oliver in to join that Ah. a buyout (laughs) yeah a little little bit of a buyout darling and then was that the childhood career on pause that was it on pause I mean I did a Harvey's The Furniture Store advert we love to see it apart from that I mean that's definitely on YouTube somewhere but that was like the childhood thing and then that actually ended i was quite old to be doing jemima to be fair um that i was still doing that I when like I was you in... look young now so i feel like you probably always, I'm always 25 looked, now. you always look young yeah i always looked young but i finished that when i was in like year seven of secondary school and i remember like i missed the first week of school and i was like who's this random girl that's like come and joined us after a week and i was like oh yeah i was just doing like a uk tour <laughs> and all these kids are like oh my god what a weirdo and i was like i don't even care <laughs> so then from there did was there any doubt in your mind that you were going to pursue this industry? No. I think, like, as soon as I did Sound of Music and I saw the adult... I have, like, very, like, vivid memories of, like, seeing the adult cast and just being like, wait, this is your career. Like, this is what you get to do as a job. And, like, you, I hadn't heard of that that was a thing. Like, you hear, oh, what do you want to be? Like, doctor, teacher, ice cream man? Like, I don't know. But... To be like a performer, I didn't know that was a thing. So I remember just being like, wow. And then obviously the more and more I did it, and obviously I was doing it as a job as well, but I didn't really see it like that at the time. I was just doing it because... You would pay them. You would get your, you would make your parents yeah. pay them to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Get me in there. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I think by that point, I 
I still was kind of academic at school. Like I went and did all my classes and stuff, but I very much knew that that's what I wanted to do by like, probably like year nine. I was like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Like that's what I know I'm going to go to drama school after school and, and try and try and make it. Um, yeah. And then how old were you when you went to Conti's? So I went to Conti's straight after school. Like, were you 16 or 18? 16. <gasps> Gosh, that's so young. I know. And, like, in hindsight, I, actually, I wouldn't change anything about, like, what I've what I've done because it's got me to where I am. But I think in hindsight, I would have benefited more from my training at Conti's um, if I'd have gone a little bit older. Because I just, you know, I, I went and I... I did the classes, but it didn't really click for me. Like even just in terms of like technique in ballet class, like I was doing, I was doing it. And I remember the teachers being like, use your muscles. And I was like, I am, I think, like, I don't know. Like I was just doing the plie, like not really thinking about it. And then once I'd left Conti's, I actually went back and did some teacher training qualifications, like just one day a week. Um, And I remember it just clicked for me. Like I was older. I started like going to the gym since I left college and I actually got to know what muscles and how to switch them on and off and that's that's when I was like oh so I've just spent three years just plonking myself down in a plie and not really and you know they tried to teach (laughs) me literally plonking my plie (laughs) and like not really thinking about any muscles that's my favorite thing that anyone's ever said to me (laughs) just plonking plonking (laughs) plonking around in ballet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I remember just being like, I am doing it, and the t- like, and I, you know, I was flexible so like I could make it look nice, but the technique wasn't quite there. Um, but that's where I, I'm also grateful that after I did my three years there, um, I obviously took a year out of like auditioning and working all the part-time jobs. Um, I then decided that I wanted more pure musical theatre training because Conti's was very dancey, right. um, and I wanted to like give you a jazz hand um so I went to LSMT which was the best year and I still like I still go back there like every couple of weeks and just like they're like they're probably sick of me I'm like hiya (laughs) (laughs) but not every couple of weeks that's an exaggeration but I do like pop in and they're just so lovely and it's so nice to have that support and people that actually want the best for you Mm -hmm. um so yeah I had the best year there and then was it hard graduating was it hard like kind of just being flung into yeah, like the yeah. real I would I would hesitate to call like theatre the, real, the world, real world but like it's like it's because it's like the most cutthroat difficult world yeah I think I was kind of prepared for it because I'd already had that year of being out in the real world um but I didn't feel super prepared that time so when I left LSMT I did feel like a lot more prepared for mm-hmm. it and a lot more mature um and also, like, actually thinking, right, I need to make money. Because at, by that point, I was like, right, I want to have time. I want to be able to move out of my parents' house. I love them. But, like, I wanted to be yeah, independent and make my own money and make, you know, and try and... Whether it be from performing in a musical or just, like, singing in a pub or doing, doing whatever, I've always been very, like, you know, I, I want to make it happen for myself. Um... So it, it was hard because that summer, it was 2019 when I graduated, went on, uh, we went on like a long holiday to China, me and my family like had the best time. And then like I did Panto that Christmas and I was 
dance captain, which was a different thing for me. I was actually the only adult in the ensemble, and wow. it was just I was with the kids. Right. Yeah. So I was like dance captain of the kids, which was a whole experience that I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> um, but I blended in well with these children. Like they all looked taller. You still than me. <laughs> You still worked. They all looked older than me. I was like, that's embarrassing. Um, and then the new year came around. I had I actually had an audition come in for Mamma Mia, and I was like, that's the dream. Like I'd love to do Mamma Mia. I love. I went to Abba Voyage last night. Like I love Abba. I love Mamma Mia. All of it. Um, and then the pandemic happened, and the audition got cancelled. I've never been in for it since as well. <gasps> I know, gutted. But maybe I'll apply for that TV show. Any dream will do. No I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream. I have a dream. Yeah. Any dream will do. Well, like like voulez-vous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many options. There's so many things they could have called it. Literally. Um. Okay, that's pretty interesting. So then obviously in the pandemic, yeah. that's when the social media stuff started yeah. happening. Yeah, and up until there, like, social media was just, I used to just consume it. Like, I just used to scroll and watch other people's stuff. I didn't even really post much myself, like, on, like, my holiday pics or anything like that. Like, I just didn't really care. <laughs> I, I was just watching other people's content and enjoying it. So how did it, it start originally? Was it, like, out of boredom? Yeah, mainly just out of boredom and... We, I just had nothing to do. And I didn't work at Tesco at that point. I just got hired as like a COVID temp and then ended up being there a year and a half. Um, I was like, oh, just a little like few few months doing a COVID temp and then we'll be back to normal life. And obviously that did not happen. Um, so I did, yeah, so I don't even know, like I just spent lots of time on social media because I had the free time um, and I didn't even have TikTok and everyone went through that phase in lockdown and they're like, oh, fine, I'll upload it. Download it, upload it. Who knows? Download, <laughs> download, download it. Cool. And upload those TikToks. Upload those TikToks. But I didn't upload any TikToks. I was just watching, and I think I had like two followers. It's like my mum and my sister. Um, and yeah, I started working at Tesco. Didn't film straight away because I didn't. I you know I didn't feel the need to, and I just like I missed the commun the musical theatre community. And I miss, like, being around stagey people, or not even stagey pe- people, just, like, people that, you know, shared similar interests. And um, I think I love my colleagues at Tesco, but I was very different to them. I think they're a bit like, whoa, <laughs> is she okay? But um, I used to always, like, see products in the store and be like, oh, my name is Regina George, on the, like, Regina kitchen towel. And everyone's like, uh, all right. Uh, what are you doing? Um, and I was like, right, someone needs to get this. Someone someone out there must find this funny. Because <laughs> I was just laughing to myself like an absolute freak. <laughs> and then I just posted a TikTok. And it didn't even, like, the first one I posted got, like, maybe, like, 10,000 views. Which was it's good. But, like, at the time, I was like, wow, 10,000 views. Like, that is the best it could be. And I was like, I'm going to carry on. I'm gonna... And then it just went from there I just kind of didn't let it go (laughs) and then was there a point when you realized because okay there's a couple of things you said you wanted to be independent yeah and you also said what stood out to me about um doing the teacher training thing like to me that's someone who's being savvy and is like okay how else will I be able to support myself to be independent okay if I get the teacher training then I'm able to do teaching and stuff because Ultimately, as we can, as we're hearing about more than ever right now in this industry, there's lots of issues with pay and people not always like respected enough. And also, we know about people being asked to work for free all the time. And always like this is a great opportunity. It's gonna be like great exposure. Blah, blah, blah. So like, I think 
often as a performer, you have to have other or you know, like a business outlook sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like, how can I do well for myself? Like, how can I make easy extra money? Or how can I boost my profile? And those sorts of things. And some people really shy away from like those conversations or that thought. But like, it's a really real thing. And making your own opportunities and making your own work is a real thing. So was there a point when you realize oh hang on if I keep doing this this would actually really help me with my performing career this would really help me like financially because I think what you've done is a really freaking clever thing to do like mm. hands down I think at the time I didn't think of it from like a financial perspective or like a boosting my profile perspective I was simply just doing it because I was bored and I missed theater and mm-hmm. I I wanted to I just wanted to like get my staginess like out of my body um (laughs) and on tiktok um but i have very much always been like what can i do to better my situation and before i even started tiktok whilst i was still at tesco i was like right i'm never gonna perform because the industry like you see it every day on twitter and stuff like it just getting worse and worse and i i remember just thinking these performers that have were in west end shows when these theaters closed are going to are going to be the first pers- pe- person, people to be cast when the theatres do reopen. And I just thought, you know, what is a little graduate that really... Oh, I did some shows when I was younger, but I, I didn't have very much confidence that I was ever going to perform. And I was, I felt like I was being quite realistic. I was like, right, what else can I do? Like, I bought a home, um, like, a microphone and speaker system and thought, right, I can sing in pubs or I can do birthday parties, like karaoke birthday parties for kids. Like, always constantly thinking of new ways yeah, to not like, even, you know, just, just to be independent and to actually make a living. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep yeah, going yeah. and, like, keep, like, the passion alive in a way. Like, I thought, right, what can I do that's kind of related? And at one point in lockdown, I was like, right, I, um, I, I, I like... I, in lockdown, I got, I got into really, I really got into fitness. I feel like everyone was like, right, well, I've got nothing else to do, so I might as well give it a go. So I did quite a lot of running and stuff. Like, can't relate to that right now. Um, <laughs> if I tried to run now, I think like my lungs would explode. But I was like, right, I'm going to sign up to a personal training course, and I'm going to, because I had my teaching qualifications in dance, but like I needed like an actual fitness qualification in my head. So I paid for an online course. All these online providers are like yes winning in the lockdown because they're getting all these people signing up paid 800 pounds um to get my level one level two personal training and then i was like right and then eventually i'm gonna train in fitness i'm gonna um become like a dance fitness instructor it's gonna be all super positive i'm gonna have my own studio like i'm gonna build and that's my mindset and i was like right never completed a single module of that (laughs) never completed this thing and i don't even have a gym membership to this day like i don't exercise i should and i will but i've been a bit ill so that's why i haven't been um so yeah i feel like i'm very much like i'm i'll try my best to do it but then i think the reason i didn't complete it is because the tiktok stuff really took off which again like i didn't ever think that was going to be a career um because at the time tiktok wasn't used by brands or well it might have been a little bit but it went next level in the pandemic i think because people were just consuming yeah. it more because it was a fun and escape yeah. kind of like escapism platform to just go on and when i first started the, the brands weren't using it but like eventually brands were latching on and i started working for a brand so i reduced my managed to reduce my hours at tesco and do some like work for a brand creating content for them which was really good Amazing. fun yeah. and i just thought 
well, I didn't. I I loved doing like video editing at school, but I never thought that I wanted to perform. You know, I never thought that could go hand in hand. Um, but somehow it has, and it's it's an amazing platform. Sometimes I do find it a little bit overwhelming, um, because obviously every time I go on my phone, basically I'm think I'm in the mindset of work and in the mindset of like right, I need to post this or I need to do whatever um content creation is is hard yeah, work yeah, yeah yeah i mean like compared to the shifts i was doing at tesco i'm like do you know what i can't really complain <laughs> because well i can complain but you know compared to those what i was doing and you know so many jobs in the world that it's just like awful but yeah it can it can be hard but i'm basically yeah. trying to say like i'm lucky to be doing yeah, yeah, it but yeah. also there are days where i'm like oh my gosh like to Especially because all my content is very, like, positive, happy, smiley, um, like, feel-good content. And then some days, you know, that is me. Like, I am that person, but it's almost, like, not a caricature of myself. But, like, sometimes, you know, you do have to just, like, put it on. Um, Days that, you know, I'm at home by myself and I'm not going to be that, like, crazy, smiley person. Um, It can be a bit draining just, like, putting it on. But I'm not putting it on. I don't know how to explain it because, like, I am that person. Yeah, but yeah. No, I mean, well, look at me. Like, I do podcasting. Like, some days, like, I'll do four or five in a day, right? Mm-hmm. And I could have had something awful could have happened. Yeah. Or I could be getting something slightly really difficult. But I'm not going to come in and be like, "Hi, Carrie Ellis." <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, "Hey," you know. You just, yeah, you, you just kind of, you just have to bring out. And it's the same with it's the same with performing, isn't it? Like with Panto, the schedule is tough. And like, there were days where I went in and I was like oh my gosh, I want to be in my bed right now. I don't want to be doing this. But then like, or even just days where, you know, I found it quite hard in Panto because I had my own dressing room and which everyone's like, Hannah, is that not the dream? I'm like, it is. But like, I was by myself quite a lot. Um, and I, you know, you just have days where you just get a little bit like lost in your own thoughts. And, and I remember like trying to then go on stage and be like, with a smile and a song and being all like Snow White. Like sometimes it is, it's hard sometimes. Um, well, it's because, like, but in this it, industry, well, exactly, we were told you, like, because people would kill to be in your position, right? Yeah. But it is, the reality is that it is a job and that you have good and bad days. Yeah. And you're hardcore, like, I mean, we're skipping ahead now, but, like, look at Heather's, like, you were just on, 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 mm. on, on, saving the show, saving the show, saving the show, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a wild time. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. But, like, I am so grateful to have done that show especially like as my first job and I, well not my first job like you know as a grown as a grown adult that wasn't panto like my first professional job in that sense like I was a huge fan of the show before I did it and I, I I've got like a reaction video where I tell my family and friends that I've got the job and like mm. watching it back makes me really emotional like even just thinking about it, it makes me a little bit emotional because you know, I'm in a different position now, but in that moment, like, that was the thing I wanted most in that whole world. <laughs> it was to, and it sounds really dramatic, but, like, that was the thing, that's the thing I, like, wanted most in the world, that I, I wanted a job, and I wanted to feel like all this hard work I'd put in was, like, worth something. Mm. And I think that is kind of, you know, when I look back, like, to think that that's all I wanted is a little bit scary because there's so much more to life and there's so much more that we do have to value and I think it can be quite destructive if all your you know all your happiness and your is based on mm. 
getting a job in musical theatre. Like it's, it. looking back, I'm like, whoa, Hannah, chill out. Um, And I'm more chilled out about it now. When I get a job, I'm like, oh, that's exciting. Like I don't, you know. Um, But yeah, when I watch that video back, I'm like that, the tears and when I'm on the phone to my mum you know and my family who have been with me through this whole thing and have just been rooting for me and have been really trying the best to support me and like my mum just goes oh my god like she's it yeah it's crazy when you so like jump back a little bit when you when mm-hmm. like theatre started to reopen and auditions started to happen slowly because yeah. it was like slow like you say because people were going back into jobs that they were doing before the pandemic and everything was just weird um because of everything that had happened and that you'd achieved during yeah. that time, did you notice a difference when you've been called in for, et cetera, or how you're being treated in the room, or um, could you feel that? Do you know what? Like, I didn't really get in the room that much. Like, um, and that's, yeah, and I think it's... I just dropped my head, people, in, like, <laughs> in <that> shock. <laughs> it's not like, and this is no, you know, I just think that's what the industry mm. is like, you know, no matter who you are, or no matter what you've done or what you could provide for a show or whatever, you know, Heather's was like my first proper thing that I'd been in for. And I'd, I've, I'd signed with a new agent over lockdown um, who I love and I'm still with and they're the best. And the agent I was with before lockdown, I remember at one point saying, and I'm not talking bad on anyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I remember at one point, saying I was on like BBC News my video was on BBC News and my agent messaged him was like oh darling why didn't you tell me and I was like well you know uh, you know it's not like I've not really heard from you so I don't know um uh, yeah oh my god not me like giving the actual tea (laughs) (laughs) we have a little sip of this tea um no there's no drama there's no drama and I remember saying oh you know like I've just been doing this social media like I don't know where it might go and they went "Oh, oh I don't know about that and that's when I thought, do you know what? This isn't for me. And I'm now with an amazing agent and they've been super supportive. And But it was hard, like, at the start for everyone. Like, even just getting in the room was the hardest thing. Mm. And for Heather's, I think I only managed to... I hate saying it, but, like, it's not always about getting in the room and about doing well in an audition. It's about making connections with people. It's about, I, I, it's the worst, but it's about who you know, what not what you know, which I don't fully agree with, but it's about making connections with people. And a lot of people at drama school, like, see, oh, oh, we need to do some networking and stuff. Not a huge fan of that word either, I don't think, because it's like, it's not necessarily networking. It's, you know, putting yourself out there being a like not being afraid to like not be annoying but not being afraid to you know send emails and like Mm-mm. like give it your best shot put, yourself, and out put yourself out there that's what I'm yeah that's what I'm basically trying to say um and also like making connections with people so like if uh, the reason I got head this basically was because I went to an event at the theatre cafe with Jack Malin invited me to um, because I was in I was in a cookbook they've got a Theatre Cafe cookbook love it and I was in it as like TikToker musical theatre star and like, I would never have been in that cookbook as like normal Hannah from Basingstoke who just graduated but I was in the cookbook so they invited me to their big reopening party um, and at the party um, Amy Hart was there who's from Love, Love Island. Island and she's a huge theatre fan like she does great stuff for the theatre community um, and She's friends with Paul, who casts Heathers and produces Heathers. Um, 
and when they were cast so I met Amy there and we did like a little outfit of the day video together Cute. we got chatting with them friends on Instagram and TikTok and stuff and then when they were casting Heathers Amy messaged Paul and just said like have you seen this girl on TikTok she'd be great for it and then Paul was like okay get her to send a tape so I sent a tape within like an hour, not even like within an hour. I was like, I like looking hot, but like I sent the tape straight away because I was like, I'm not letting this go. Um, so that's that's how I got the job. And a lot of people are like, wait, so you got it like just through TikTok, <laughs> which is but like I wouldn't I would say TikTok has helped me get jobs and stuff like that. But also like you have to put in the hard work as well. Um, and had I not already put in the hard work, I'd have never been at that event. I'd have never met Amy, you know. But I'm sure you also did a freaking good tape. Yeah, and I did a good tape, which, yeah, well, actually, looking back, I'm like, oh, God, that was actually a bit rubbish, but... <laughs> no, because but I, I think it's not just... It's it's about putting yourself out there and people knowing you, but then also making sure that you're known for, like, in the right way. Yeah. So, like, for example, I, um, when I came to see Kinky Bits in concert... When you were doing your bit, one a man, one a man, oh one a man. My friend looked at me and was like, "Oh my god, who's she? Like, she's full out with feeling." And <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know you from TikTok. Right? He just like was like, "Oh my gosh, this girl's really good. Like, where does she come yeah. from?" Um, so I feel like the moments that you're getting, you're like giving the most. I came, I saw you by fluke as uh, Chandler, and you oh were, you know, full out with feeling, incredible. Mm. So it's like you're putting yourself out there. You're getting the right connections, yeah. and then when you get the opportunity, you take Actually it and you it. hold on to it both yeah. hands, and you like and that's kind of important to yeah. do it all up yeah and then that's that's what led me on to doing that job which was yeah a hell of a job and I can't believe when people say they saw me as like Chandler or someone the other week was like at Panto stage door and they're like yeah I saw you as Heather Duke I was like oh my god <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> no, I'm joking I'm not I'm kind of joking because that was people don't know that was like an emergency it was situation, like an emergency right? situation and like I knew what I was doing Ish. No, I knew what I was doing. You didn't but cover that. You covered the. I didn't other cover two the role, so like it wasn't really in my body. So, and I could go on and I could do it, and it, it meant that the show wasn't cancelled, and that was what we really like wanted and needed. And that's what you know I felt like should have happened, and I couldn't let the show be cancelled when I know that I could have gone on and do it mm. and done it. Um, but when I there's a little slime tutorial bootleg, and when I listen hashtag back to slime it, tutorial. hashtag slime tutorial. Hannah Heather Duke um, and like the end of Never Shut Up Again Kurt and Ram lift me up and I was like I will never shut like I've got a cold so I can't sing properly but shut up again and as they picked me up like my body wasn't like ready to be picked up and I was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll post it one day on TikTok yes. oh my god please jokes. That's, 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 that's. yeah like as soon as they lift me up I'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> because it like wasn't in my body but I went it was fine yeah, I, it just always shocks when people say they saw me as one of those roles. Cause I like, saw you as Chandler. Yeah, Incredible. You was, I was like, don't mess with Hannah Lauber. She could be evil. <laughs> evil, evil, evil. When I was doing Snow White in, in December, like some days I stood there, like stood like a princess. And I was like, imagine like me doing Heather Chandler right now. Like how different ends of the spectrum that was. I felt particularly with Snow White. It's hilarious. Um, but no, and I you had... have like you'll jump back in there a few times, right? Yeah. There's that one video I'm obsessed with. I I remember watching that video where all three of you were covers, right? And like you'd oh return, gosh, yeah. and you're about to go on, and you're like in the wrong formation, and you quickly swap. <laughs> and I like like gave me like a heart attack. That made me stressed yeah. watching that video because it was the first time that all three Heather's had been covers, and I was going back and doing it as well. So like, I wasn't in the show anymore, um, but 
you know, it's so in my body that I think that it would be fine. But I remember standing there and being like, no, this is wrong. <laughs> and then we had to quickly like swap formations. And they were all like holding hands. But no, it like that show is always going to have such a special place in my heart. And I'm actually assistant choreographer on it. Um, Yes. now I mean when I'm needed but I'm in the program still so I'm gonna <laughs> take that and I'm gonna ride with it um I'm assistant choreographer so sometimes I'll go back in and like do rehearsals and stuff like the current cast now me and Chris Parkinson like and rehearse rehearse them in for the show so I do know it that's so cool I know it so well and like I think there's always yeah it's just very special to me and like I would go back in a heartbeat and help them out if I could although I got a text from Paul the other morning on a Sunday morning and like I don't know why but Sundays are always a day when like things go wrong people call in sick and it's like okay and I saw the message and I was like oh no because I'd I, like if I got asked to go in now I'd probably be like mm, I wouldn't be able to do it because I'm, I'm not well enough um and I saw the message and I just thought oh no oh no but I opened it and it was like you're invited to my son's a queer press night and I was like a few <laughs> Thank God it's not high. Can you do, do Miss Fleming today? <laughs> I would be like, oh. Oh my gosh, I would live for that. I would love to do that, actually. Everyone keeps saying, Hannah is doing the Heather's tour, but I'm officially not doing the Heather's tour. Officially, officially not. And I'm saying on a podcast, it's official. <laughs> Everyone's like, Hannah's going to be Heather's tour. And I'm like, I'm not, actually. I'm really, really Sorry not, I promise. About it. I mean, I might, I'm not going to say that I won't be there at some point, like, saving the day. No, I'm joking. Um, but, no, I'm not doing it. So, like, where are you at now? Like, what makes you excited about theatre or makes you excited about things? It's like, you're still, you're, I mean, you're a sister choreographer on a show. You're still doing amazing content. You're, like, jumping, going, but doing some, like, really cute, like, short jobs and concerts and things as well as kind of, like, long contracts. And yeah. that work is really fun a lot of the time. So what is, like, making you excited? Where's your brain at? Um, I'm excited for the year ahead. I am doing... I can't say what I'm doing, <laughs> which I know is so annoying, but hopefully... I don't know when this podcast will come out. A few weeks, like a month. So. I don't... Oh, a month? Uh, maybe like, yeah, three weeks, maybe. Shall I just say and then I if... Can cut it out. You can cut it out if it's not been announced yet. Oh my gosh, I've never said this. <laughs> okay. I... <laughs> I am going to be playing Karen the Computer in the Spongebob the Musical UK tour. Oh my god! <laughs> Karen do you know the what? We can even use this in the future. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, how do you, do you know anything about the SpongeBob musical? Well, I know it was on Broadway. I saw it on Broadway. Did you? Yeah. Did you love it? It's whack. Yeah. <laughs> that, but like the audition, I was literally like, "This is hilarious." They're like, "Okay, so now you're gonna swim like a fish." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> this is what I want. I want it. I like crazy. Like, I love that type of like musical theatre. Like, it's Nickelodeon. I just feel like it's very me." If I was like, right, I'm doing the UK tour of the Phantom of the Opera, everyone would be like, uh, Hannah. I mean, I'd love that. I love the show. You, but get, you get to be crazy. You get to be crazy. Like, it's very, I feel like it's very me. And I just, yeah, it's very, like, colourful. And, like, yeah, I'm very excited. <gasps> yeah. And I'm, like, I'm playing first cover Pearl Crabs. And second cover, Sandy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I can't wait. Yeah. Although, in the audition, I was like, hey, um, they said, does anyone have any special skills? <laughs> I can't oh, believe no. I'm exposing myself. What did you say? <laughs> did anyone have any special skills? And like, someone put their hand up and went, I can roller skate. And I was like, oh, well, I've roller skated once before. <laughs> so I put my hand up and I was like, yeah, I can roller skate. <laughs> <laughs> and now I've got the job. And I don't know if it's going to be on roller skates, but any character that's going to be on roller skates is probably going to be the computer. <laughs> 
so give me a month rehearsal and I will hopefully not break my wrist or anything like learning to roller skate properly I used to ice skate so like I can't imagine it being that different I'm so ready for this I can't believe I was like yeah I can roller skate with such conviction you must never it's so funny like I love going to watch shows I'm like oh I bet they regret saying they could do that flip or I bet they regret they say they could do that jump yeah and like landing on your knees and stuff like doing that every night eight times on tour no 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 no, on tour I know but hey it's happened now so we're in it for the long haul <laughs> well either people now either people know what you're doing or they don't know what you're doing yeah versus on, depending on when this comes out which is cool but good luck with. The... can you imagine if you accidentally bring it up early and if i was like <laughs> west end no. frame exclusive <laughs> i would never i would never no, i'm so so excited well, listen good luck with no limits thank you good luck with the rest of 2023 yeah no limits is gonna be so good what's that what, what, what are you gonna say i know yeah. i was just gonna say it. Go i was gonna do no, a plug do a plug go and <laughs> see no limits say. everyone no limits is on from the 15th till the 26th of Feb I almost said Jan of Feb at the Turbine Theatre come and see us it's very intimate small theatre and so I can't wait to see all your beautiful faces it's going to be great get along there this is for you (gasps) a gift a present a gift hashtag merch oh my god Gosh, thank you. Your very own West End Frame West Mug. West End Frame Mug. <laughs> what a treat. Honestly, that is a <laughs> you treat. You look shook. Don't be shook. No, I'm shook because I we don't have very many mugs in our house. <laughs> You're welcome. And I, this is perfect. Oh and my th- gosh, yeah. This looks like a good mug. You know when it's like some mugs are just not Trust nice. Me, we don't mess around at West End Frame. <laughs> we take our mugs and A very proper seriously. good staging We're mug. not mugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I don't know. I don't know about that statement. We're not mugs. Listen, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I can't me. wait to do this again, like five years, and we'll have another catch up in this building about where you're at then. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so I'll see you soon. See you soon. Thanks, Hannah. Bye. You can see Hannah in No Limits at a Turbine Theatre running from the 15th through to the 26th of February. And then she is off on tour with the SpongeBob musical. Thanks again to Hannah for recording this episode of In The Frame. It was such a pleasure to speak to her. If you are enjoying this season, make sure you hit follow and subscribe. And you can even leave us a cheeky little Apple Podcasts rating and review. We love hearing from you. So follow West End Frame on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Check out our other podcast, The West End Frame Show, for your weekly stagey catch-up. And I'll be back on Friday for another episode with another incredible guest. But until then, thank you for listening. It's really nice. It's really nice. I have... I have... uh, Wait, let me... How do I word it? (laughs) It's really nice. I have... Ah, can't speak. Sorry, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> On the camera floor. Sorry. <laughs> cut, um, that out! cut that out. Sorry. You're like, what are the sound levels? She's screaming. Um.